Welcome to the Connected Caregiver Podcast. My name is Danielle Kent, and I am a mom, wife, and speech-language pathologist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. This podcast is here to equip and empower caregivers and parents to support their child's communication and problem-solving skills. Along the way, we will cycle between talking about my three main focus points, connection, regulation, and recommendations. I'll be real, I'll be honest, and I'll walk alongside you as we walk through this crazy journey of parenting. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of the Connected Caregiver podcast. Um, So if most of you listen to me or some of you or any of you listen, I have another podcast, The Aligned Professional, um, and I also do an amazing podcast with my amazing friend and colleague, Leah Sofran, um, Reframe Your Brain. So this is just an extension of my love, number one, for podcasting, and it's another avenue for me to be able to serve and reach um, parents and caregivers. I have a a blog and I have a free Facebook group for the Connected Caregiver. And um, this is just another way that hopefully I can reach out and give information to parents and caregivers. So I am so excited here for episode one. Um, I just find podcasting to be an outlet for me. You know, I feel like even though I'm talking really technically to nobody besides my microphone right now, it gives me a sense of hoping that when somebody is listening that they can feel like I'm sitting with them and, you know, we're having a cup of coffee or tea together and we're catching up about all the things. So I hope that when you're listening to this podcast, that's how it feels because that is exactly how I want it to be. Um, So I appreciate you joining me on this very first episode. So this podcast, just like my Aligned Professional podcast, I really am designing them to be quick and short. So 15 to 20, no more than 20 minutes, um, aside from when I have a guest on the show. Because as a parent, I know I really enjoy when I can finish a podcast episode um, while going on a quick walk or, you know, in in a really short amount of time. And so I'm designing these podcasts pretty intentionally to try and be as succinct as possible. So 15, 20 minutes of your time, hopefully you walk away with some golden nuggets and you move on with your day. So that's my hope. Um, So as the intro and out says, um, I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed to equip and empower parents and caregivers to support their children's development of problem solving and communication skills. So how did I get here? Well, I am a speech language pathologist and um, a lot of the work that I have loved doing, love, love, love doing is essentially executive function coaching. I love working with elementary school children, you know, preschool children, all the way up to high school students working on their executive functioning skills. And executive functioning includes areas like organization and time management and problem solving and regulation. And it's essentially for me, it's all the things that get you ready to learn. And it's all the things that I, a lot of the students that I've worked with continuously on my caseload have always struggled with. Um, And so it just became a, a really interesting area for me just kind of pressing repeat from student to student and finding this consistent area of challenges. Now, there's a lot of research behind it. There's a really common link between executive functioning and language, so it makes sense. I'm a speech language pathologist, (laughs) so a lot of my students who struggle with language also would be struggling with executive functioning. Um, But how I got into the parent sector is I realized that there's a huge part of it as parents, as a parent myself, I have two children. Um, My daughter is six and my son is two. There's a huge component of it that 
we're missing um, as parents in really equipping our children to be more independent and that we can really support them in the development of these skills, you know, the aforementioned executive functioning skills, if we ourselves are tuning in to empower and equip them. So I'm here to empower and equip you as a parent or caregiver so then you can turn around and equip and empower your child to become more independent. Um, And I was reading a journal article the other day and it just, it stood out to me that, you know, when you ask parents, what do you really hope for your child? What do you hope for them? What do you hope they will be or do or how, you know, how do you hope they'll turn out? I'm going to pause here. Think of three characteristics that you hope for your child. I'm going to pause. I'm going to actually intentionally like a five second pause so you can think for a minute. So one of the most common ones was the word resilient. And I know myself, when I think about when I'm trying to, when I, when I want to empower my daughter, I do want her to grow up to be resilient, just like for my son. And what that means sometimes as parents is that we don't try and fix everything for our kids. It's that we allow them to kind of move forward with problem solving and we are their co-pilot. We are their, you know, we are right with them, but we're allowing them and we're supporting them to problem solve. And that's how you build some resilience. Um, It's not from just letting your children flounder completely alone. It's saying, hey, I'm here, but I'm going to be here for you. So I'm there to support you as you move through this journey, which can mean sometimes our kids stumbling a little bit and struggling, but that's how they build those resilience skills because a problem-free childhood, you know, where everything goes smoothly and you get everything you want, Well, once you get out in the real world, the real world, as we know, is a little bit different. So for me, this feels like the more complete picture so I can coach my students, I can coach parents. And to be quite honest, I'm working on a lot of these skills too. So when I say I'm walking with you, I mean it. I really am walking with you. I know a lot of the research. I know a lot of the, the strategies. I've applied the strategies. They work. And I'm also walking with you. And I understand the journey. So I hope that stands out most of all that I really am walking with you on this journey. So in, in my parent coaching sessions and in the workshops I do, I have a a kind of circle diagram where I talk with parents and caregivers. And I say, the first part of this work is connection, where we connect meaningfully with our kids, which means things like active listening, responding to their needs, letting them share their emotions without judgment. That's the first part. Second part is regulation or co-regulation with younger kids. And that's all about supporting them to develop skills to be able to calm and to be able to develop strategies. The last part of it is the recommendation, which is the teaching, which is where we actually apply teaching skills to support their problem-solving skills. It's where we teach them how to use things like planners and and timers and things like that. The very first part of all of this, though, for connecting with our kids is really connecting with ourselves first. And that's what today's podcast is really all about. So as you'll notice, we go through this podcast. Typically, my episodes are going to center on connection, regulation, or recommendations. Today, we're in the connection area, and this is all about connecting with ourselves first. All right, so let's talk a little bit about that. So right now, in this current state, um, it is we're still in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. Work-life integration is here, and it's in full force. Um, and I just was on a podcast earlier this week. It'll be coming out I think next week, and I'll be sure to link it in the show notes, because by the time this podcast goes live, 
um, the one I was on will be also live. And that podcast is called Work-Life Harmony. And in that podcast, I said, there is no work-life balance. There's work-life integration and there's work-life juggling, honestly, right? I don't believe in balance because it's just, it sets us up. But integrating and juggling, that's what we're doing right now. Um, I think things have, they were, we're about week eight of the pandemic, week eight or week nine. Things are getting a little bit easier. And I think it's getting easier because things are slowly settling into a routine. Um, and I have also learned to let some things go. But I've realized something really important that if I don't take time to connect meaningfully with myself and my needs first and often throughout the day, I really am not able to connect with my kids as well or be patient as well. So if I'm all, I've, if I'm too caught up in my own needs, if I'm feeling frustrated and angsty and just, oh, I haven't had anyone, you know, alone time, you know, can anyone else relate, that I am just more frustrated and I'm a little bit less patient when my children have some needs. Um, and so that was something important for me to equate. And that's always been the case, but especially right now to be able to develop and really find strategies to let yourself have some time has become key. This really makes sense to me because when I feel calmer and more in tune, I can respond to my kids. Guess what happens then? Yep. Their behavior is significantly more regulated and tuned. There, you know, I, I'm not going to say there's a correlation. There's causation. When I respond calmly, my kids feel heard and validated. And then they can come back with a full love tank and they can be more responsive and seek my attention in positive ways and be more supportive. Um, I definitely, <laughs> I'm not a statistician, right? There's no stats here, but I do believe when I respond patiently, when I tune into their needs, I'm feeling their love tank. And that in turn makes a huge difference on how they respond to me. So here are some things that I do to allow myself to be able to present and be ready with my kids. So I get up early and I fulfill a morning routine. So right now this looks like making up on a coffee. Um, I write my goals down. I do some Bible study work. I review my calendar, <laughs> which is funny because it's day by day right now, but I draw out my daily schedule and I build in my workout time. And during my workout time, I do turn a show on for my kids. It's an extra show and allows me to get a workout in, in peace and safety. And that's worth gold to me right now. Um, and I also try and listen to or read some personal development. So I'm big on a morning routine that suits you and feeds you. So if you don't already have one, I strongly encourage you to create one. Um, those That 20 to 30 minute workout is huge. Um, I find I need to move and I need to be able to get you know the, the heart pumping. So whatever that is for you, build that time in. Back to the morning routine. Um, one big thing that I do is I try and create before I consume. And that is not my, those are not my own words. There is not no, there's definitely no copyright infringement there. I do not claim them as my own. Um, those are, those are words that I've seen before and maybe I'll find the author of that. But what essentially that means is in the morning, I'll work on my own projects, like whatever it is for the day that I really want to accomplish and before I get online and hop on social media. And I find that makes a huge difference in keeping me focused and in my own lane. Um, I build in work times, focused work times throughout the day um, during my kids' show times, um, as well as my son's nap time. I can get a lot of work done. I make sure I carve in 30 minutes with my daughter of focused time so that we have some one-to-one -one time. 
Um, but then the rest of that time I try and get some other things done because my son is a busy body. <laughs> my, uh, hello, an almost three-year-old. He's a busy body. And so when he goes down for his nap, that's my time to be able to really get things done. Um, I also have been doing more meditation. I use the Headspace app. Love that app. It's been phenomenal for me. Um, and then sometimes whenever I can get out, I drive to nowhere, <laughs> which means essentially I just get in my car and drive. So when my husband comes home, um, I get out, I try and get out and drive a couple of times a week by myself or with our golden retriever Harley. So I can just catch some connection time with myself. I blast some music and I connect with myself. And these are all things that I think I could continue after the pandemic just to keep myself going, to really stay connected with myself. Um, and just be true with meeting my own needs. So I am curious if you have developed your own rhythms and routines for connecting with yourself or, or regulating, you know, how you get yourself to a place to be ready to respond. And if you haven't thought about it, what are some ways that you could take time to connect with yourself? So kind of thinking a little bit proactively about what could you start creating or scheduling? That is a wrap on episode number one. Episode number one. I feel like I want some like champagne just to, you know, I don't, I don't really drink champagne, but just to commemorate the uh, episode number one, <laughs> episode number one factor. Um, I am so appreciative that you were here and I look forward to joining you next Tuesday. That's when these podcasts will come out every Tuesday. And I can't wait to talk to you then. Have an amazing day. I'm so glad you were here today to listen in on this episode. If you want to connect more, I have a free Facebook group, The Connected Caregiver. You can also find me on Instagram at The Connected Caregiver. I would love to chat and walk with you on this journey. Hopefully we will talk soon. Until we talk again, have an awesome day.